Well, good morning. My name is Morris Scott, and I would like to introduce you uh, to a Father's Devotion a podcast. This is the first recording, and we're just really, really excited about uh, what God is uh, getting ready to do uh, through this podcast. This is a podcast that is a devotion. It's a uh, Father's Devotion, uh, and we will be going through uh, the entire Bible, each book of the Bible, and just talking about um, what each book means. Certainly, this is not exhaustive. It's not going to cover every single uh, thing in each chapter, but it's going to be a very casual uh, podcast that's going to just uh, kind of whet our appetite about each book of the Bible. And my hope is that uh, as listeners listen to this podcast, that uh, they would uh, be encouraged and moved uh, and even inspired to uh, delve deeper into uh, each of these books uh, during the week. Praise God. So we're going to start uh, today. And, and again, this is very, very uh, casual. So you might hear noises in the background. My uh, family is here. And as a matter of fact, in some of the uh, future podcasts, I'm going to have my family actually involved so that we can um, just kind of interact and so forth. But this one, uh, you have me only. Uh, so we're just going to talk about about the book of Genesis just for a brief uh, time uh, and uh, the book of Genesis is, is the book of beginnings uh, it uh, begins with uh, in the beginning it talks about origins uh, the uh, author uh, is believed to be Moses and uh, Genesis is a book about uh, the beginning of many things, uh, the book of uh, the beginning of the world, uh, the beginning of man, the beginning of sin, the beginning of civilization, uh, the nations, and Israel. But I might also say it's a book that articulates uh, the uh, promise of redemption as well. And uh, if we, one of the things we'll find out is that the Bible is so um, consistent and interconnected, each book of the Bible. Uh, so, for example, in the book of Ephesians, we see that before the foundation of the world, God has already preordained things. Uh, and so uh, we don't understand uh, the mystery of of um, the salvation and the fact that salvation was preordained before the foundation of the world, but it is taught to us through uh, scripture. And so we receive it and we believe it. So let's just talk about highlights uh, from the book of Genesis and we're, of course, not going to cover everything. But the first one I think it's important to cover is Genesis 1.1. And it says, in the beginning, God created uh, the heaven and the earth. And so that really just talks about the sovereignty of God. It, it just basically says that God is the one that created uh, this world, that created everything that's in the world. And therefore, he is sovereign over it. Uh, he has the ability to uh, say how his creation should behave and how his creation should not behave, uh, not because he does not want us to have fun, uh, but because he knows how the th the thing that he created uh, should operate just like a mechanic uh, or just like a dealer, a car dealership might create uh, a car uh, or a, a car manufacturer, I should say, uh, creates a car. They actually can say how that car should operate in order uh, to get the fullest potential out of that car. And so God is sovereign. Uh, God is the one that can say uh, what is right and what is not, uh, what is holy and what is not, um, and so forth. And so I think 
that this is the foundation upon which we have to read scripture and we understand scripture that god is sovereign and that god is in control we're going to say a little bit more about that as we go through scripture as well but let's go to uh the second highlight which is in genesis 1 and verse 26 and it says god uh, said let us make man in our image and after our likeness and let him have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and it just talks about uh basically the dominion that man was created to have and so this really allows us to see that man was made in the glory of god uh to be uh vice regent if you will uh to be uh to, to reflect god's image uh throughout the world uh, as we look across the world right now, we don't see this happening, uh, but this is God's intended purpose. And so as we live our lives, and as um, some of you listening might not be adults, you might be teenagers and children and so forth, you have to realize that you were created to reflect God's image. You were created uh, to reflect the glory of God. You were created with glory. Uh, and so this is the reason, and this only is the reason why we can have um, good self-esteem, not low self-esteem. We don't have to be depressed. We don't have to think low of ourselves because God created us to reflect his glory. God has put a glory inside us. And so we move on and we see in Genesis chapter three. Now, this is an important chapter because we see now the beginning of sin, the entrance of sin into the world. And we see uh, without reading the whole chapter that uh, the uh, devil, the serpent, um, verse four in chapter three uh, says the serpent uh, says, Said unto the woman, said unto Eve, uh, you shall not surely die, uh, because God had said to Adam uh, that if you eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, uh, then the day that you eat, you shall surely die. And so we see now that the devil's coming to try to take away from the word of God. And God will say certain things to you and has said certain things to his church. And a lot of times the devil will try to come into our minds and try to say the opposite thing. Sometimes the devil will operate through people to try to say the opposite things. And we see here that unfortunately that Eve listened to the devil and then brought the uh, fruit to Adam and Adam listened to Eve and both of them listened to the devil and then uh, ate of the, the fruit. And that's how sin came into the world through disobedience, not just disobedience, but through Adam and Eve saying that we can do this our own way, that we can determine and what we want to do instead of listening to the commandment of the Lord. And so uh, it's important that we understand from this that when God says something, he means it. And if we go away from the word of God, then we're going to be in trouble and we're going to reap um, whatever God says that we would reap uh, for disobedience. And sometimes it doesn't happen right away, but eventually does happen. Um, sometimes it happens spiritually and we don't even realize that it happened. Um, so that's important for us to see. Um, for example, the death the spiritual death occurred immediately and eventually Adam and Eve uh, did physically die. All right. And then we see later on in that chapter three that um, God is saying that uh, as a punishment uh, that he's going to certain punishments are going to fall upon the serpent. Certain punishments are going to fall upon Adam. Certain punishments are going to fall upon Eve. Uh, but God promises in chapter 15, he says, I will put enmity between these talking to the serpent between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed and it shall bruise thy head and thou shalt bruise his heel so this is really uh what we call um the it's a it's a foretaste it's a um uh, prediction uh, of, or it's a prophecy of Christ coming and Christ dying on the cross and actually um, defeating uh, the devil. Um, so 
in simple terms, that's what really is going on here. And so let's just move on um, and we'll go on to chapter 12. I think chapter 12 is a very important highlight in the book of Genesis uh, because here we see that God chose uh, one man uh, to form a nation and through that nation, uh, righteousness uh, would again uh, be um, proclaimed, uh, would be taught, would be revealed. Um, and through that one nation, uh, Israel, uh, we see that uh, the Messiah, Christ, the Savior of the world, would actually come. Uh, God chose that nation, not because that nation was righteous or anything good about that nation, but because God in his sovereignty chose uh, that one man to form a nation through which uh, the Savior would come, uh, through which the whole world actually will see in this chapter will be blessed. And so we see that it says that the Lord uh, had said unto Abraham, get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house and unto a land that I will show thee and I will make of thee a great nation and I will bless thee and bless thy name uh, and make thy name great and thou shalt be a blessing and I will bless them that bless thee and curse uh, him that curseth thee and in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed and so what we see here uh, of course we explained it just a while ago but uh, I think the application to our lives is that uh, God does not mind he does not mind calling one person for a uh, grand purpose and allowing that one person to be so consecrated uh, that many other people, thousands, maybe even millions, uh, can be blessed through even the obedience of one person. And so I'm just appealing to you uh, in your life that as you sit before the Word of God and as you hear this podcast, uh, realize that uh, it doesn't matter what's going on in the world. It doesn't matter how many people are doing things uh, in an ungodly way. If you dedicate your life to the Lord and you walk in obedience, God can actually make you an instrument through which thousands and even millions of people can be blessed. The sky is the limit in such a time as this. All right. And so uh, as we go through the book of Genesis, we see the, the family dynamics. Uh, Abraham uh, begot Isaac. Isaac begot Jacob. And as we see those uh, those uh, three generations, we see a lot of family um, issues. Not all of them uh, were positive. We see some family prefer um, preferences and so forth, preferences about children and so forth. Uh, we see certain things that were done that God was not pleased with and so forth. But in the midst of that, we see uh, God's grace. We see also the growth of faith. And what it, it allows me to see is that I don't have to be perfect for the Lord to use me. Um, God will pick me up and, and use me in the midst of my imperfections and God will give me a chance to grow. Uh, so as you're living your life, just realize that God is not upset at every single mistake that you make, uh, but God is faithful and he will use uh, you in spite of your imperfections and God will uh, allow your faith to grow. So don't get discouraged if you mess up. Don't get discouraged if you uh, don't do things that, as they're supposed to be done uh, because God is a faithful God and God is a kind God and a merciful God and a very loving God. And uh, we see uh, also as we move to the 32nd chapter of Genesis, we see it, that it says in the verse 24, this is just something that jumped out at me. Uh, and this is in the life of Jacob. Uh, Jacob uh, was a person that uh, went through a whole lot. He started off being uh, a a cheater, um, someone that um, loved to uh, connive and loved to to cheat uh, in, in order to 
get his way. Uh, but God used even him and ultimately would change his name. And here it says in verse 24, and Jacob was left alone. And I, I just want to pause there because sometimes when we're alone, we feel bad. Sometimes when we're not around the crowd, we feel bad. But a lot of times it's in our times that we're alone that God can actually speak to us and God can actually change us. Praise God and, and really work out a very powerful work in our lives. So don't be afraid of being alone. Uh, just commune with the Lord and know that you're really not alone. Uh, praise God. Um, and it says, and Jacob was left alone and there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of day. And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh and the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, let me go for the day breaketh. And he said, I will not let thee go except thou bless me. And he said unto him, uh, what is thy name? And he said, Jacob. And he said, thy name shall be called no more Jacob, but Israel for as a prince, thou hast power with God and with men. Uh, has uh, and has prevailed. Uh, and so we see, and then it says later on in verse 29, and he blessed him there. So we see here that through Jacob's perseverance, through the fact that he would not give up, uh, that he continued to wrestle, continued to say, I'm not going to let you go unless you bless me. Jacob um, was not the firstborn, if you remember. He was a twin, but he, he came out um, after East. Um, after Esau. And so uh, he was not technically entitled to uh, the firstborn blessing, uh, but he was the child of promise. So in God's sovereignty, uh, he would get it. And Jacob uh, would not give up until he got what God promised him. And so we see there uh, that he um, ultimately was blessed and his name was changed. And here we see for the first time uh, the word Israel being used. Praise God. And so, so we have encounters with God. Sometimes we wrestle with issues that we think, why is this happening to me? Uh, why is so much negativity happening? Why are people calling me names? Why is X, Y, and Z happening? People don't like me and so forth. But we have to realize that the sovereign God is actually using that wrestling uh, to actually make us stronger. He's using that wrestling to actually birth something, to birth something in us, uh, to actually make us a champion. People go to the gym all the time and what they use is resistance. They use resistance because they know that as they continue to struggle against that resistance, their muscles are growing. And so as you continue to struggle against the resistance and the difficulties in your life, you need to realize that you're developing spiritual muscles. You're, you're getting stronger so that you can help somebody else. And ultimately, your uh, God is building you into a champion. Praise God. And so uh, we see also as we move into chapter 37 of Genesis, we see that as Jacob had children uh, that, like I said, all was not perfect. And we see uh, that they did not like Joseph because he uh, was preferred um, by his uh, parents. They did not like Joseph because he had a dream uh, and the dream did not paint his brothers uh, in, in, you know, the best light. Um, and uh, we see ultimately the, the tragedy that the brothers sold Joseph into um, into slavery. Uh, praise God. And uh, so we see that sometimes uh, difficult situations, sometimes uh, even tragedy happens in our lives. But the Bible says that as you read through that account, uh, that God was actually still with Joseph. And the main thing in life, regardless of what happens, is that God is with us. If we know that God is with us, we can go through whatever we go through because we know that it's actually going to work out for our good. Uh, Romans 8 says that. Uh, and so we see that when in chapter 39, that when Joseph was sold into slavery, that he 
actually was tempted in a very uh, interesting type of way that uh, his master's wife cast eyes on him, the Bible says, and she actually wanted to sleep with him. Um, uh, she wanted to uh, have sexual relationship with him. But Joseph said, uh, even though I'm far away from home, even though uh, there's nobody around me, uh, even though uh, nobody's looking, I'm still going to obey God. I'm still going to do what God wants me to do uh, because I can't sin against God. And it doesn't matter who's looking or who's not looking. I have to be true to God because God is looking. And so Joseph uh, resisted the temptation, praise God. And and look at this. When he resisted the temptation, he he actually, things did not quote unquote, get better for him because he was actually put into jail because he was falsely accused. But the Bible says that God was with Joseph. So so sometimes negative things will happen and it'll seem as though the negative thing is actually getting worse. But as long as God is with us, that God um, is going to allow it to work out for our better. And without going into all the details, the Bible says that there were some dreams that happened and ultimately Joseph was brought out uh, in order to interpret uh, the dream uh, and and um, as Joseph interpreted the dream, um, he basically said that there's going to be a period of um, abundance and that there's going to be a period of famine uh, and that we should plan uh, for the period of uh, famine by saving. Uh, in other words, we should plan for the future. And one of the things that this, this always speaks to me about is that uh, it is good to plan for the future. It is good for us, to, even though we serve a wonderful God who's able to take care of us, God wants us to plan for the future. So Joseph was basically basically saying, plan for the time of famine, plan for the difficult times. In other words, you prepare for war in a time of peace. There's going to be a difficult time. So let's think right now and plan for it. And so, you know, you that are listening to this podcast, it's important uh, that we understand that we need to plan for the future in our lives. Uh, that if you're a teenager and you're um, thinking about what's going to happen in your life and you should think about what's going to happen in the future, you should start planning for it. You should start planning for it by getting good grades. You should plan for it by working hard. You should plan for it by not trying to just follow everybody, but you should plan for it by um, by by uh, reading the Word of God and praying and asking God what He would have for you to do in life. Uh, and as uh, you acknowledge God, the Bible says that He will actually uh, direct your path, um, the Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. And, and so um, plan for the future. Make decisions. The decisions that you make, you have to think about how is this decision actually going to affect my future? Uh, if I make one wrong move um, amidst all of my good grades and, and good behavior, if I make one wrong move, that could actually bring down all of the good that I've done. And so it's important for you to make good decisions for you to plan for your future, to say, ask yourself, how is what I'm doing going to affect my future for good or for bad? And so uh, we see that ultimately Joseph um, was elevated uh, to, from uh, being in prison to actually being the leader uh, or the, the, the one of the leaders uh, in, uh, in, in Egypt. Uh, and um, ultimately, the Bible tells us that uh, the brothers uh, who were in Canaan now, um, they there was a famine, and so they were act, they actually had to travel to Egypt as a sovereignty of God would have it, the providence of God. They would have to travel to Egypt in order to actually get food. And who did they actually meet? Uh, the leader, their brother. And um, as time passed, uh, Joseph actually um, revealed himself to them. 
Joseph actually revealed himself to them. And uh, we see uh, in Genesis, I don't want to forget this um, verse because it's very important. Genesis 49 verse 10, because it's actually messianic. It prophesies about um, the coming of, of Christ. Uh, and it says, the scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor a lawgiver from between his feet until Shiloh come and unto him shall the gathering of the people be. So that really is talking about uh, the coming of Christ. Um, and uh, the book of Genesis is kind of funny because it kind of, um, it, it kind of breaks uh, the story of Joseph. Um, and then it talks about after the story of Joseph, then it talks, it goes back again to uh, ultimately how um, Christ is going to come into the uh, world or the messianic prophe prophecy that I just read. Uh, but then we see an interesting, going back to the uh, story um, of, of Joseph, when Jacob actually, and I, and I think really the, 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 um, I think the connection uh, between Genesis 49 and uh, verse 10 and the story of Joseph, it's, it's not really a break uh, because uh, really what's going on is Jacob is blessing his sons. Jacob's about to die and he's blessing his sons. And it's just a wonderful thing uh, when a father or a parent can actually bless uh, their children. Um, and um, so Genesis 49 is really what is going on, 49.10. Uh, Jacob is blessing his sons, and he's actually talk, going through all of them. He's going through Reuben, he's going through Simeon, going through Levi, going through Judah. And then uh, as he's talking about Judah, that's where he talks about the scepter shall not depart from Judah. So it's right smack in the middle of the story, uh, not so much a break. Um, and then the last thing I'll say uh, about the book of, of Genesis is that we see that after Jacob dies, uh, as the narration, as the drama of, of this story continues, we see that now the brothers say to themselves, well, wait a minute now, our father is not here to keep peace. Now Joseph is going to try to kill us because we sold him to slavery. Now that his father, uh, our father is, is, is dead, uh, now we have to be very careful because he might try to uh, kill us. And so they basically basically uh, came before Joseph and, and Joseph is saying, well, look, you guys think that I'm going to somehow be angry against you. But look, I know something that you don't. Um, in verse 20, Genesis chapter 50, 20, it says, but as for you, you thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good to bring to pass as it is this day to save much people alive. So basically Joseph's saying, you guys meant it for evil, but God actually meant it for his providential, for a sovereign sovereign purpose, so that when the time of famine comes, you guys can actually go to Egypt and can actually get food so that the family, uh, the family can be saved so that this, this family that God has raised up to bring Christ into the world so that this family can continue and fulfill its purpose. So what we see here is that people might do things that are evil against you. People might say things that are evil against you. It doesn't matter uh, whether we're adults or children. It doesn't matter what people try to do evil against us. Uh, if God has blessed us, if, if we're living in God's purpose and we're living out God's purpose and we're dedicating our life to the Lord, God will somehow work it out for our good. So don't be discouraged. Don't be upset. Don't be depressed about whatever has happened in your life. Uh, who's in your life? Who's not in your life. Uh, don't be discouraged about that. God 
has set you up to be blessed and through all of your difficulties, through all of your trials, through what you have or what you don't have, who you have or who you don't have, God is going to use all of that uh, to make you into a champion so that you can minister to others and he's going to work out his purpose for you. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you, Lord God, for your word. Thank you that your word has the power to just transform our lives, Lord God. And we pray that as we have listened to the book of Genesis, Lord God, or to highlights from the book of Genesis, we pray, Lord God, that you would just bless the listener, Lord God, and that you would just generate more faith in our lives, Lord God, that we would realize that you are sovereign and that you are working out your purpose in us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless.